Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. being here. It is a pleasure to be in Manchester. We have all our family in today. We, I'm sure we have some people that my mum went to school with maybe, I don't know, or synagogue, we're not sure. I'll get a show of hands. My name's Jessie and um, this is a bit of a homecoming for my mum. So please, will you put your hands together for Lenny? Mum, why have you bought why have you bought your handbag on stage? I've got my glasses in. Oh my right, dress. fair enough. Um, well, I I now go on tour with my mother. It's very different to going on tour with a band. I now stay at Auntie Susan's the night before a show, and instead of being um, interrupted and awoken by uh, you know my band being loud, I have Danny snoring and my mum chiming in with her snoring. And us talking about how, I mean, honestly, the hangover of talking about how Manchester water makes the, the bagels, best the bagels. best bagels in yeah. the world. I don't know if yeah. you agree, but it is a pleasure. How are you finding tour so far, Mum? Well, it's a big haul, isn't it? It yes. is a big haul. Yeah. I must say, I was, when I first came in, I was going to go back out again and just <laughs> stay in, in the dressing room. But now I'm here, I can't actually see anyone. It's perfect. So it's perfect. Um, <laughs> And uh, Gaga used to come here, didn't she? Who did yeah, she come and see? What's his proper. face? Alfie. What's oh, who was the singer that sung at Blackpool all the time? I don't know. Russell. Something Russell. Russell. Um, Who's he now? I don't know. He was either sang here or in Blackpool. Right. So it's one of the two. Anyway, you know what it's like. You're, you, you, well, you know what this is going to be slightly like. We kind of know what it's going to be like. We do the podcast. We do a live podcast with a brilliant guest. And then on the second half... You go and have a drink, and you will have the chance to uh, ask us some questions with some very nifty um, technology, which I'll tell you about at the end of this um, half. But um, I wonder if you would like to introduce this guest, Mum. 
Well, I've been so excited for probably about three years to meet him. We've been desperate for him to come along. <laughs> I feel like this, they're ready for anything, but it's because somebody's laughing about you waiting Why three years. Why are they laughing? The, the fact that he is a doctor might have something to do with it. It's not my son. He's no. at home, saving lives, He's of course. He fancied a few yeah. days off from mum but and I. this person is responsible for one of the best dramas I think we've seen this year and one of the funniest books. Please give it up for... Adam Kay. Yes! <laughs> the best. We are so lucky to have Adam. Can I say something about this person? Adam was meant to be going, uh, doing another night and couldn't do it and was like, I really want to do the podcast. Well, this is what they told us, Adam. And so he has come all the way to Manchester to do this because I think he loves Mancunians. I think that's why it is, really. Of course. Um, thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me. Should we pop open the bubbly? Yeah, we have yes, a please. Drink? That's yeah. actually why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, I want to know about your beginnings, your, 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 your oh, there oh, we go. Beautiful sound, yes. <laughs> um, you grew up in southeast London. Yep. Around a thriving dinner table. What was the food like? So, I was a vegetarian in... Uh, and we've forgiven you. In a Jewish household. Nightmare. Nightmare. And a Jewish household who eats things like chopped liver with egg on it. <laughs> we have that for breakfast, but yeah, carry on. And roll mops, whatever the hell they are. Mm. And milts, which I think is... What are milts? I think, is that spleen? I don't know what it is. What, does anyone know what milts are? I mean... <laughs> How many Jews are in the audience tonight? Quite a, oh, that's our family over there. Yeah. <laughs> cheers, cheers, Adam. Cheers. Thank you for being here. Look cheers, fine. Manchester. Cheers. Cheers. Um, so, milts, what yeah. did they look like? What did they taste like? I refused to taste it okay. and uh, declared myself vegetarian. <laughs> and if you're vegetarian in the late 80s, early 90s, yeah. that involves eating something called Bean Feast. Which is <laughs> like, a, like a powder that you add some slop to. And yeah. it sort of reforms into something that looks almost like mince, if you've never seen or tasted mince. Is this actually... So yes, yeah. it's, it's called bean feast. It was, yeah. I, I imagine it's like they give uh, like vegetarians on the International Space Station. Okay. And did you enjoy bean feast? No. No one's ever enjoyed bean feast. <laughs> Surprisingly, I, can't, I don't know if bean feast still exists. I hope not. I mean, it's now, now being vegetarian, it's wonderful. It's like um, there was a time where it was quite a niche. Yeah. I don't know if it's probably like now being vegetarian and going to France, where they interpret vegetarian as like not eating brain. Mm. <laughs> uh, Were your parents good cooks? I've never seen my dad even cook a slice of toast. Um, oh. But my, my mum's a, a good cook. But did you, do you feel like you were fully able to enjoy her cuisine well, because you were getting like the sides of the roast? I don't is know she going how. to listen to this? I don't know. Is she a proud Jewish mother? Um. 
Oh. Don't say anything. <laughs> Don't say it. My mum is a is a is a is a great cook, but it does involve one of the main components being meat. Right. So you always missed out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Did it make you a good cook? Because you had to survive on your own. So this isn't going to paint me in a great light. I realise. So um, we sold a flat. Yeah. a few years ago and uh, and while we were there over the course of three years or something we'd sort of done it up and we redid the bathroom we redid the kitchen and um, the estate agent came round and took the photos and they opened the oven and the oven still was full of the polystyrene block no, that it was uh, <laughs> provided with how long had you been in this flat? two or three years and you can't make the excuse that you're a tired doctor that gets takeaways now. Um, I think the, th <laughs> the thing is, there are, some, there are just some people who are just much better at cooking than I am. And I would hate to take work away from professional chefs, <laughs> delivery drivers. So, um, however, I mean, um, neither me or my husband could cook at all. But over lockdown, we learnt to cook, which means he'd learnt to cook. <laughs> okay, so what did you, what did he learn to cook in lockdown that really tickled you? So, you know, like, some people, if they come across a new band, you're like, oh, I'm going to get the entire back catalogue. Yeah. He got, like, started with the back catalogue of Nigella, which is like 4,000 oh. books, <laughs> and then did, like, Ottolenghi and, uh, and oh, wow. Nadia, and so okay. he sort of worked his way through the, through the books, which was which was incredible. But it did mean that there would be like an Ottolenghi phase where we had just exclusively Middle Eastern food for six months. <laughs> did, did you have a sourdough starter? Yeah, the, yeah the, the sourdough starter is now part of our family. What's it called? I don't think it's, don't think it's got a name. Didn't I name it. Actually, I've not seen it for a while. Uh, I think it might be with a sourdough sitter. <laughs> um, but yeah... Uh, and the, yeah, the, the Nadia phase was quite weird, where we just had cake for four months. <laughs> Banana bread? Nadia phase. <laughs> Did you never lay a thing, like you didn't, you didn't go and enter into the kitchen to go, you know what, have a night off, I'm going to rustle something up? There's no good way of answering this, is there? You didn't. But I'm, you know, you know sort of play to your strengths. Did you wash up? You're a cat if, if, if my husband wanted a pithy diary entry, I would be there like that. <laughs> Do you both write diaries? No, no, that's, that's, that's my thing, and he needs to stay the fuck away. <laughs> Has he ever read your diary? He's, I mean, he's read the ones I've published. Oh, I have, yeah. Actually, I hope he has. I hope he's read the ones I've published. Um... Did he watch the TV show? He, uh, he, he was contractually obliged because he was, he was a producer on it. Oh, right, fair um, enough. <laughs> I would say a lot about his work ethic if he, if he didn't. Can I just say congratulations on yeah. it? It was just so wonderful. Oh, thank you um, so much. Yeah, it kind of went further than book, and I think we appreciated that. Can I just say, Jess, we ordered vegetarian okay, it's been a bit of a Vietnamese nightmare. food <laughs> for Adam. 
the powerful smell of fish sauce coming from this is about to make me... I feel as if I'm inside. It's like punishment for being it's vegetarian. It's so strong. It doesn't look hugely vegetarian. No, okay, so, so can, we, can we explain what is happening here, Adam, or what is not happening here? Um, so usually on the podcast we would cook for you at mum or my house we are on tour we have no kitchen however we have gone with a traveling hob like we're about to do a cooking demo and the first hob died in edinburgh even though i did two years of that in my basement kind of hole before my woe is me i'm fine it's fine um but um and there is a reason for that because mum has made chicken soup this evening well, she didn't make it this evening. She made it... I made it Saturday. Saturday. Yesterday, and we travelled it up to it. Manchester in an ice bag. And this has been and a lot of conversation Switch, about yeah. the direction of where the chicken soup will go. The first batch that went to Edinburgh went up iced yeah. with Steve. And it was a, it's been a whole thing. It's become like... Is uh, Steve the name of the hob? <laughs> no, but he... <laughs> Um, it's pretty hot, our Steve, though. Um, but, um, so we would have cooked for you, and... So what the fuck's happened? No, exactly. <laughs> you might And you ask. can't have chicken soup because you're vegetarian. However, we did get an email from somebody in the audience who is here tonight who said that they would change their vegetarianism for the night um, if they could try the chicken soup. I don't know if this person is here. Up there? Hello. Well, I don't know how you're going to get the fucking chicken soup from up there, babe, but, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Um, but anyway, so we, um, we would have cooked for you. We didn't. So we thought, why not celebrate some of the places that are amazing in Manchester? And we, uh, lots of you sent in recommendations of places to eat. I went to Sugo today. <laughs> so good. So good. You are not having that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, very sweet. Uh, so there's a lot of foodies in the audience, no doubt. And one of the big um, places that everyone was recommending was Viet Shack. <laughs> yeah, woo! Apart from you tell Viet Shack that you've got a vegetarian and they bring pork and shellfish. So, uh, yeah, um, Adam's got some broccoli and some aubergine, and then tell him about the cheesecake. Uh, so mom. the cheesecake, Auntie Susan got in Brackman's on Friday, and it's been kept in the fridge, and it is absolutely dis delicious, and I think I'd go with that and leave that out. I'm just, I really apologise, Adam, because yeah. this it's, is it's not... It's fine, I've got some bean feast in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. So we're just going to have to get drunk instead. Cheers. <laughs> um, Cheers. So, yes, this is what's happening here. And, what's um, your favourite cuisine besides vending machines in hospitals? <laughs> I think it's probably Italian. If I was sort of yeah. in a sort of strange hostage scenario where I was only allowed yeah. one cuisine ever, ever, ever again, I think probably Italian. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I didn't get you Sugo. It was really good. Yeah. Stop so saying so how good sorry. it was. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I think you should stop talking about it. I'm going to stop talking yeah. about it. But so let's go back to the start of the diary, the, 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 the Adam Kay that we all discovered with well, your book. Yeah. Was medicine so challenging that you had to record it every single day? 
it wasn't that it was challenging. It's that no one teaches you how to deal with the crap. Mm. And you have to find your own way of doing it. Mm. And for me, there was, you know, there was white wine. And there was writing the, the, the silly stuff, the gross stuff, the funny stuff down. Because if you focus on that rather than the difficult stuff, that's a way of getting through the days, as long as the days don't get, you know, catastrophically bad. But that's the thing about that book. I mean, how many people here have read that book? Um, it, it, it's entertaining, but you feel guilty being entertained by it because it's serious stuff that's happening and you're struggling, but you're, you're a brilliant writer and you, I guess you had to find light in horrendous situations, am I right? I think that's exactly, that's exactly it. Um, and you shouldn't feel guilty because the book's a deliberate confidence trick. It says all over it, this is funny, this is gross, it's yeah. going to be this sort of story. But actually, that's my way of sort of pulling people in mm. in order to tell them this. And if the book was called, you know, a sort of 70,000-word harrowing polemic about the NHS, it probably sold nine copies. Yeah. Um, and you know, similarly with the TV show, sort of bring people in and, um, and tell them something difficult, because the TV show is essentially about mental illness mm. under, you know, difficult conditions, working on a lay board. And I guess you then became this voice for so many doctors, and then, you know, Shruti, the character in the TV show, that, she, she wasn't in the book. And well, she might have been, but she, not, she, she yeah. represented. Did you feel this mad responsibility for junior doctors and doctors it was absolutely huge responsibility. Um, you know, I expected my, you know, my book would sell a few copies. I've got loads of friends who've written books in the past. Mm. And, you know, you know what it's like. You go to the book launch and drink a glass of warm white wine and yeah. then the book sells 12 copies. You never talk about it ever again. But it really took off. And I think through two reasons. Firstly, our rightful love for the NHS, mm. which is, I think, our greatest achievement as a civilised nation. And secondly, our love uh, for stories of um, objects up people's bums. <laughs> yeah, and I did love those books. sort of found the alchemy <laughs> that combines <laughs> the two of those. And, and it sold a lot of books. And it was sort of, I guess, important to use my you know, platform for good rather than evil. So I sort of mm. banged the gong for you know, the well-being of, of junior doctors and, you know, it reached a bigger audience still with, uh, with the TV show. But it's a big responsibility. And the, I think the biggest responsibility for the TV show was portraying it realistically and honestly. Because I didn't want, you know, a million and a half people in the NHS who watch, you know, who had the opportunity to watch the show to go, yeah, it's not like that. Mm. And, you know, it probably went a bit far, and it's probably quite difficult and triggering for lots mm. of, you know, well, doctors and nurses. There was some criticism about that, wasn't there? That it was bleak. It, it, it's, yeah. bleak. it's not an easy watch. It's no, not meant to be. No, and also, um, you would have hated me. Actually, no, I was, I, was, I, was, I was good fun in Labour, but you would have been like, oh, Were she's you? got her bloody hippie music on. She's, got, she's asked for the plug-in for a lavender essential oil. I didn't want to eat the placenta. I didn't want to do that. 
Really? It is in my garden. I would have loved you in labour. I would probably wouldn't have met you in labour because if you're the doctor, you it's see the, you know, the fraction of a percent That's true. that go yeah. wrong. I never Hopefully, saw a doctor. you know, ideally, on a shift on labour ward, yeah. you, you see almost no patients because they all have nice normal deliveries mm. that you know, can be handled yeah. by the, you know, the midwives and, and the doctors can stay well away. But, you know, all I, it's like if you're a, a firefighter, mm. you don't see... Um, the traffic lights where no one crashes. Yeah. So you, um, yeah. So it's, it's, I remember Jessie saying that she's going to have her, her. She had one baby in hospital, and the next two babies were delivered at home. Oh, and brilliant. You, yeah. And but, but you, I remember you, you saying, and you your said fork, something in the book. Yeah. You said the only delivery at home you should have is a pizza. And I kept, I kept quoting. I said, Adam Kay said, the only delivery you should have is a pizza. Both, both my brother, who is a doctor, if you didn't know already, although she said it about Did ten times. Did you know They were like, you're absolutely mad. But yeah, it, it did make me laugh when you said that. Uh, but again, the only home deliveries I was aware of, yeah, of were ones that had been transferred into yeah, hospital. Course, yeah. And so you get a, you get a slightly, you know warped perspective on, on what is. But the show didn't focus on, on, you know, on the normal deliveries and mums. No. I'm definitely not the right person to write a show that does. It mm. focused on doctors working Strange. in impossibly difficult circumstances and the effects of that job mm. on, on how they behave. And uh, the character of Adam behaves reprehensibly throughout. He's a well, difficult the, one to like. He's worse on, in the TV than you, he seemed in the book. i kind of quite fond of you in the book. Because the no, book is me yeah, and the yeah, TV. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, All I, right, I have the option good. of writing a sort of incredible superhero who With saves the day yeah. in a charming yeah, manner absolutely. time after. That would have been a rubbish drama. Yeah, I yeah. wanted this sort of complicated, dislikable weirdo who I thought might be interesting and you know he behaves really badly he does some really bad shit yeah. and then comes unstuck and mm. I thought that was an interesting thing to, to watch Adam when you were a doctor you were also performing a little bit writing comedy things with which was there a group of doctors that liked doing panto uh, you know on a so the weekend it was while I was at medical school yeah. so like as weird as this sounds at medical school no one tells you how to deal with the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. They tell you how to break bad news, sadly, to a patient, but they don't mention that that has an impact on you. It sort of reflects mm. back, a bit bounces back. And after time, it, you know, it really grinds you down. But there was not a second of the six years of medical school where they talk about how you deal with this stuff, taking time off, speaking to people, you know, meditation, whatever it is. There's all this evidence for how to cope. The closest thing they offer you is the chance to get up on stage and you know and make fun of your professors and your patients and your you know your consultants and so yeah so I did a bit of a bit of that as a, a medical student and it meant that when I left medicine it was literally the only thing I could think of it was my the closest thing I had to a skill set uh, you've got to tell us the conversation you had with your mother when you said you were leaving medicine I would need to know about this conversation, because I dread the moment ever. Um, Did she take it well? Yes and no. Um, but you, you but have... most, mostly, mostly no. <laughs> Because you 100% have lots of... no. <laughs> 100% no. <laughs> yeah. did, was, did she think it was on the cards a bit? 
Um, she, I mean, she's only stopped telling her friends I was dead quite recently. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think as soon as I was in the, the bestsellers chart, my, my son, the author. My, I know that one. <laughs> but you've got doctors in your family. Yeah, there's a positive family history. Yeah. <laughs> so, so at least they could, you know, they're still flying the flag. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't have kids, and you, know, you, you, you both do. And, I, I get the concept that you want the best for your children. And f in my family, it meant having like a safe, sensible mm. job. So there's four of us, mm. and the degrees we did were doctor, doctor, lawyer. He's the black sheep of the family. Um, <laughs> doctor. Uh, um, because, you know, not that we were sort of being deliberately forced into something, but, you know, they're amazing, rewarding jobs, and you know, and they wanted us to have success and happiness and security. Um, my husband works in the media, and his dad uh, was you know, worked in advertising, mm. and they are the four. Four of them are producer, producer, musician, producer. So it's like ours is a weird one, then. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, you've got right hodgepodge. So back to food and back to being in the hospital and the vending machine. We see the vending machine a lot in the TV show. What was your uh, snack of choice? So my dinner of choice was a Twix. Twix. Oh, my God. It's delicious, but it's not nutritious. Did you... I mean, you'd... You didn't care. Care. You needed I mean, sugar because you were so a, tired. It's the difference. I mean, that was on a good day. On a bad day, you don't have time to go to the vending machine yeah. or it keeps your 30p or whatever. Oh. Did you, so you weren't a packed lunch kind of person? Didn't have time? Didn't have time, no. Or cooking ability. <laughs> <laughs> did, did any hospital serve good food? I mean, a couple that I worked in, but the canteen sort of served normal yeah. hours, forgetting that the hospital worked, worked 24 hours. Um, but you I mean that's? I think that out of just sort of basic humanity, every hospital should provide nutritious, hot food but, all times of but day and night. Things might have changed if you were a doctor now, and you might have stayed because they have MS at the most hospitals. You'd be all right. It might have encouraged you to stay on. I still don't think it would have kept them there for some reason. Yeah, that, that wasn't. You know, in fairness, that wasn't the main problem. Yeah. <laughs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You 
say it took six years for you to revisit the diaries. Mm. What were you doing when you... Was it too hard to face it? Did you just not want to think about anything to do with the NHS, hospitals, being a doctor? What did you do kind of directly after finishing medicine? So I left medicine after I had a very bad day at work, basically. All you ever want from any... You know, every single case is healthy mum, mm. healthy mm. baby. Mm. And so much the better if everyone can get exactly what they want. they've got written on their birth plan and they can, and yeah. they can have the, the water birth and the lovely music playing and everything. Yeah. But ultimately, what it comes down to, mm. doctors, you know, ultimately don't mind if the music has to turn off as long as healthy mum, healthy baby. And there was one awful case when I was the most senior doctor working on a labour ward on a weekend shift and we had neither a healthy mum nor a healthy baby and I realised that I just wasn't cut out for it. I didn't have thick enough armour. I, you know, I couldn't deal with how I felt. And, and I stepped away from medicine and for the best part of a couple of months I couldn't do anything really sort of, you know, other than lie in bed and mm. sort of have flashbacks. And um, I... The only other thing I could think that was vaguely approaching a skill set was like back at medical school when I did these you know, sketches and stuff uh, on stage. And I thought, I'll give it a go for a, few, for a few months. And ultimately, I knew that it wasn't going to work and I'd end up working back in hospital. I knew I'd done my last shift on labour ward. I knew I couldn't mm. face that again. But I... I'd asked at the time if I could, you know, convert to something like general practice. Loads of my family are GPs. Yeah. It's, it's the most amazing job. And, and I thought, you know, there's nothing easy about being a GP, but you're not, so, you're not right on the front line. It's mm. not operations and, you know, constant life and death. Yeah. And at the time, I think things are better now, but at the time they said that if I wanted to convert from being quite a, you know, relatively senior trainee... How many years? Diary, you go right back to the start. Oh, my God. That's and I just couldn't, couldn't yeah. face it. And so I thought I'd, you know, I'd try, you know, fucking around as a sort of comedian for a, for a few months. And then ultimately, after, you know, I'd get over myself and, and start my GP training. As it happens, I got very lucky and uh, I ended up, you know, I mean, certainly didn't get lucky performing on stage. That was an absolute shit show. Um, but it did, it did lead to writing a bit for, for telly. And right. so, so before the book, I was what you'd probably call like a jobbing writer. So right. write an episode of this and an episode okay. of that and script edit this show and that. And, and it, was, it, was a, it was a great life and I was very... Was it thrilling? It, was it a different kind of thrill? Or was it kind of felt safer and more like a nine to five? The stakes were zero. Yeah. So now, if I have a bad day at work, no one dies. I mean, it would have to go very wrong this evening <laughs> for someone to die. Um, but, you know, you listen back to this and go like, oh, my God, that was shit bad. We can't put this one out as a podcast. Ultimately, you know, you'll never speak to me ever again, but no one dies. You know, whatever I do, if I'm writing a TV show and the production company like, oh, that shit, yeah, that script's bad, or I do a show and someone you know, throws a can of beans at me or whatever. But a bad day at work previously was, mm. was, was terrible. And I, I've got a lot of guilt about leaving medicine. I mean, you go into medicine in the first place 
not for the money, mm -hmm. but, you know, pathetic as it sounds, to make some kind of Different. difference. Like, if you leave work, you know, from labor ward and you've delivered, you know, X number of babies, you know, done this cesarean, that forceps live, whatever, you know, you've, it's very, the, the arts have huge value, of course, but mm. it's very hard to persuade yourself that, you know, script editing a BBC Three sitcom is, 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 is exactly the same as saving a baby's life on Labour Ward. <laughs> yeah, so what are you up to now, apart from promoting, this is going to hurt, worldwide oh yeah and i've got to go off to the states too that's coming out there um i've got a big tour in september called this is going to hurt more uh, <laughs> uh, i've which, seen which your I'm, first one. Oh yeah and it was wonderful yeah. how many instruments do you play i play the piano and the harpsichord and the organ oh. Yeah. It sort of falls within the sort of yeah. realm of greater Keyboard, piano, yeah. I guess, doesn't it? I play saxophone. Yeah. Uh, Did you take it up because of Lisa Simpson? That is the only reason I wanted to take it up. No? Okay. Uh, I, I didn't, as it turns okay. out. You, did anybody else it, want to... Lisa sing, Simpson sings the blues, I mean, one she, of the greatest albums of our time. She, she is the iconic saxophone player <laughs> she, of our age. And I play the trombone. You a whole orchestra in can, one. Can you, yeah. you can sing as well? No, I can speak in rhythm. He uh, does, he sings. So you can rap? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> He's very good. Back, back to food, so you don't cook. Yeah, sorry, you... I'm a terrible guest. I do eat. No, no, you yeah, do eat, thank God, yeah. Enjoy Mate, a I mean, piece of tender stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, you're going to have to eat some of that cheesecake. I am going to Because Susan got that. Right. It does look nice. It is it? delicious. Where's it from? Brackman's. Does anyone go to Brackman's here? I, yeah, no, I, oh, knife and fork. Yeah. I don't how, think. How, I'm on have you I've got never, good I've, table manners? You can use I've your I've never eaten in front of 2,000 people. Knife and fork. Come join him. Normally I'll eat at the dog and just put my <laughs> face down onto the plate. No, but I was going to ask, so you don't, you don't cook. Mm. Um, but what, so do you, you must get a lot of takeaways. Mm. Um, when your, your, your other half isn't cooking. Do you like eating out? We get huge pleasure um, from eating out. So where, um, where are some of your spots? Because you have two places that you kind of go between. So, like, where do you love to eat? You're really making me sound like a man of the people here, aren't you? No, shut up! <laughs> no, we moved, we moved from, <laughs> we moved from London um, just before lockdown out, um, out, into the, out into the countryside. So where do you love to eat? Nothing for me... Beats a really disgusting um, sort of, of chips and cheese. Chips and oh, cheese. Like, chips that, I'm and sort cheese. of nervous saying that out loud. No, why? Okay, so what, like that, variations? I was right to be because the audience went sort of... <laughs> no, but you know what really is popular here? I don't know if people still have it. Chips and curry sauce, do people still have it? Maybe that's what you should get in the car on the way home. I should, but some, sometimes the curry sauce has got sort of chickeny bits in it. Probably here. Um, probably, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't yeah. Know. Um, so chips, chips and cheese. I mean that. I mean not. I mean not for like not for an anniversary meal. No. <laughs> so so, where would you go for an anniversary meal? When was your last anniversary? Oh, don't ask questions <laughs> like that. Come on. Uh, so um, last anniversary meal we went to. Last anniversary meal when it was legal to 
go outside yeah. of your house. Um, we love a sort of posh Indian restaurant. It's the same as a normal Indian restaurant, except they charge you £35 for yeah. a main. And they're smaller portions. And much yeah. smaller yeah. portions. Yeah. And the, so a restaurant called Benares in uh, oh, yeah. Berkeley Square. And there's, there's, loads of, there's loads of great um, sort of posh Indian restaurants. Like there's Jim Carner. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. Really good. Although there's one, there's, I think it's a starter... And, uh, and there's like two, there's two options. There's like the vegetarian version, or they can upgrade it to, to a meat option. And you, and you order it, and they say, and would you like that with or without uh, the goat's brain? And without the answer without. is without, yeah, obviously. Absolutely. So it's a goat's brain. Goat's um, so yeah, I think, so I think that's, that might Indian, be... Indian, okay. I think so. Can I ask you what is a nostalgic or a taste or a smell that can take you back to being a junior doctor? I mean, you don't want to hear about the smells that are taking me back to being... <laughs> I think the answer is diabetic foot. Oh, God. Oh! <laughs> or C. diff. Um, those, those, those are the smells that take me, take, take me back. And In fact, those are, the, those are the smells that mean you don't go to the vending machine afterwards. <laughs> Okay, um, let's rephrase that. A nostalgic smell or taste from your childhood that doesn't involve diabetes. Can I? But... It feels wrong that I like this so much, but and it's a once a year uh, offering. Yeah. So on the the Pesach plate, the yeah. Passover plate, they've got all these sort of random random stuff, and there's a sort of a burned egg and a sort of shank of whatever that is, and. After that, before the meal, and this might just be my family, um, but we would have hard-boiled eggs in salt, salt water. Yeah. We're talking about Passover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, right. I mean, not like no, it's not a standard. Yeah, yeah. bouche. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's a that's a sort of for the bitter tears cried. Oh, was that? Yeah, what I think were the so. eggs was about? The, yeah, no, the eggs chickens. for new life. I think. Oh, eggs for new life and. And the salt of the tea. Are you going to get rabbis writing in after this? <laughs> but it does taste quite nice. Actually. I really liked it. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's probably not that. I think any dietitians listening might uh, <laughs> might question. So now this leads salt me on. Water this and eggs as a meal, but well, this leads me on to something else. Did you have a bar mitzvah? I did. Yeah. And did you have a theme? Uh, no, I think mortification was the theme. <laughs> Do you remember what your, portion, <laughs> what your portion was? My what? what? What portion you did of the, you know, the Torah? Jess is about to have a bat no, mitzvah. No, I'm not anymore because I'm going not? to South America. Okay. I'm a terrible Jew. I didn't have a bat mitzvah when I was 13, 14, whenever a girl has it. And then I decided that I was going to do it. And then I was like, sorry, I've got to go to South America for some gigs. So... And I realised that you can't just do your portion the week after because it doesn't work like that in Judaism. So I now have to wait a whole year to do the bit about Hagar and Sarai. So that is... Um, yeah. I, I think I can... When's your birthday? And then we can work it out. It's the 12th of June. But I think I can remember like the first few words of like the Hebrew thing that do I... It for me. Can you sing it? Yeah. Go on then. Go on. It, well, I mean, but I don't know if, what I'm, if it's like, is it like against the rules? Is it like madly there blasphemous? Are no or there no, are I'm no thinking rules. I don't want to be like struck by lightning. I mean, I think you're all I'm, right. on, I'm on a fucking thin line with God <laughs> as it is at the moment. 
As soon as, you know, as soon as he, he hears about my husband and, uh, <laughs> and then husband I'm starting reading bits of the Torah, yeah. singing the Torah at a gig, um, <laughs> it went cold, da da da, Kisi, as a oretz, da 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 da. I mean, the da da bits Very were sort good. of. <laughs> Sounds nice with the reverb. Yeah, it does. <laughs> sing out, Louise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in fairness, I last thought of that when I was 13, which is well done. a number of years ago. So did you have a particular meal of choice at your bar mitzvah? No, he um, had a meal of his mother's choice. Exactly. Does. It was a, <laughs> I, I, I had to sort of... The starter was a consomme of bean feast, and then we had <laughs> bean feast steak. <laughs> And summer pudding. <laughs> did you did you have a did you have a first dance with your mum? No. Wow, did you think of that one then, Mum? I, I had a first dance. Yes, dance. I know. Apparently it's not a done thing. I oh, don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's not a done thing in my family. Okay, it was in ours. Did you enjoy your bar mitzvah? I presume not. Did you get drunk? No, I wasn't allowed to. I wasn't allowed to drink. Oh mate. I mean and apart from the you know, the official glass the of water. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Do you sing karaoke ever? Do you yes. like it? I love it. Jesse hates it. Yeah. How could, why do you hate? Oh, because you're I, a professional singer. Yeah, I think There's it's a just bit no of fun. Expectation. <laughs> I can I can see that. No fun. Yeah. Yes. So what are you, what what's your kind of best karaoke song? I can do all of them. Okay. Um, but who uh, who's so, your I mean, alter ego? I would yeah. I would I would go for Ring of Fire. Because uh, it's quite surprising when someone, curry, sings, yeah. when sure. someone sings <laughs> really low. Because it's got that sort of, sort of the low G. So, yeah. And do you do karaoke a lot? No. <laughs> Not enough? Would you like to do it more? It's sort of, you know, evenings sometimes unexpectedly end in, uh, in karaoke. I think it's, it's best that it's a surprise. <laughs> I don't think I've ever booked it in... Specifically. Yeah, kind of like organised fun then. It's like, sing! It's kind of not as fun, is it? Yeah, I'd say so. Although you, you presumably have a lot of people going, sing! Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. And, yeah. and I don't mind that, but like, yes. No, That's I, handy, given yeah, you're going no, on it's, tour. Yeah, it's quite yeah. good, yeah. Um, so, Last Supper, I asked you to think about this yes. mullet over. Yeah, so a Last Supper... I, I think the truth is, were I to either be executed... Or going um, back into the NHS. Or, uh, or, or be told, I've got like four hours to live. My appetite might not be Forget, great. You're being too rational. Like, Am I no, thinking about it yeah, too much? Yeah, you're thinking about it too much. So. You're um, going to a desert, a desert island, island or a yes. district hospital that you will not be able to eat the food that you like for six months. Okay, okay, that's, that's good. So it's like I mean, I don't think the dishes will... It'd be a That's coherent fine. meal, but That's fine. Um, I do like gazpacho as a starter. Do you red or green? Red. Okay. I didn't know there was a green. What's green? Is, green is that one? pesto? Yeah. No. <laughs> there is a green one that okay. my friend Jill makes. All right, fancy pants. Gazpacho. I swear we haven't talked about that since Charlotte Tilbury brought over gas gazpacho for yeah. the podcast. So, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's I'm in good company, though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Really, yeah. So, yeah. I think that was a childhood, like that. That, that appeared in childhood. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if you can't have chicken soup, you're not getting hot soup at all. <laughs> uh, so um, I like I like gazpacho. Okay. Um, because it, I think it, does this involve blitzing bread? 
into it. I think the su you can have some bread in it or croutons, but it's, but it's very like sort of, garlicky. It is. Yeah. yeah. Main, drink of choice. Drink, drink of choice. I, I drink a lot of white wine. Yeah. I mean, not like sort of a problematic <laughs> amount. <but laughs> Mum? Oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, don't, I don't know much about white wine. I was taught, the, obviously, the ABC of white wine, anything but Chardonnay. Thank I, you. I, no, I what? love Chardonnay. Jesse. What does that make me? I love it. doesn't it's make you anything. Buttery. We're all allowed to like different things. Yeah, I know, but I, I, do you not like Chardonnay? No. No. Why don't you like it? No one really likes Chardonnay, Jesse. What are you Jessie? talking about? No one... People did like it. They don't like so it anymore. So why don't they like it now? Because it's syrupy and a bit of oaky. Delicious. You're lucky, you're lucky if you don't get the oak in them. They all show off now. We've got a Chardonnay. No oak. That's As if that's a thing. Night. Yeah. yeah, that's no good. Oak. Good. No oak. Because everyone I, I like, hated I like my, the oak. I like my gazpacho with no oak as well. It's just, <laughs> it's so, okay, here's my, here's my relationship with wine. Okay. So we went to, we went to schools uh, next oh, to, close each to each other. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll describe them as fancy schools. Yeah. And from the age of 15 to 18... Uh, every Friday evening, I did wine tasting classes. Fuck off. You did not. Bloody Fuck did. off. Where? Who with? Uh, with a teacher I won't name because as I'm, as I'm thinking oh about God, it... It's really oh, my God. The, um, so inappropriate. I worry yeah. about Rune. the motivation of the teacher who gets the 15-year-old boys drunk. Oh, my God. But... Um, oh, my God. Adam, I'm but so sorry for it, you. No, no, it's fine. I was drinking loads of wine. <laughs> And no one went near me. Um, but Did he the, take you to his house? No, it was, in a, it was in a room called the Old Library. Oh, and, my God! Uh, this is terrible! On school grounds? On school grounds. Shock horror. And, uh, and actually, it was like, now I'm thinking about this. <laughs> so it's all ca coming back like my fucking bar mitzvah. Um, it was every fourth Friday, it wasn't wine. It was a spirit. Oh, my God! Jessie, and you sung the Macardo there. Pardon? You sung the Macardo. Forget about me, let's talk about the spirit night. So, so, and, so, and, and I'd go home on the train and fucked on tequila or something. That is Paid out. for by my parents. Um, oh, your parents knew you were going there? I presume so, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know if they were told. So they paid for a man to feed you alcohol. I just, I'm trying no. to understand this. Yeah. Was this an extra curriculum? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this was, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't core <laughs> curriculum. So anyway, <laughs> but through this, we were sort of, we, we were fed these like dead nice wines. Like yeah. we'd be drinking like 60 well, pound bottles. It wasn't just bottle. you on your own. Oh, no, no, no. no it was okay. a whole, it was like, like right, 20 of us. And so, and it, so, was there food with it? No. Oh, my Lord, right. And Carry so we, we sort of... But it was, like, really, like, like 50, 60-pound bottles of wine, like, nice wine that I'm drinking ever now. Um, and then we'd had a few years of that. Um, I never really learned all the different grapes or anything, but you just got a taste of it. And then I went to university where I could afford wine that was four pounds a bottle. Yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> like, <laughs> Only did he steal your Friday nights in your childhood. He also stole your ability to drink shit wine. Yeah, so exactly. I had to sort of, and I, I, 
so I wasn't able to drink like the sort of you standard. Sancerre, darling. So, yeah. so, so, okay. What's your drink of choice then? A glass of Sancerre, please. So, okay. Um, I still don't know anything much about wine, but someone clever told me that it's quite difficult to make shit Sancerre and Viognier. So, so if you order yeah. Sancerre or Viognier, almost by definition, it's it'll be, be nice because right. none of the sort of, the, like the, the EasyJet, um, you know, vineyards can't, can't churn it out. So, so, okay, am I wrong to like a Am white... I still, still coming across relatable? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Um, and vulnerable. Um, and... and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, white Burgundy. Yeah. What do What do you think about that? Am I impressing you with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sounds, so sounds, sounds like a wine. Chardonnay's <laughs> <laughs> a different grape, Jeff. I know nothing. Carry on. Um, right. Mains. Um, so, what used to be called macaroni cheese and is now called mac and cheese. <laughs> Do you like it with the added extras, the ox cheek no. or the truffle? No, He's vegetarian. No. Have have oh, like, shit, yeah, like, sorry. Like, sorry. It'd have to be like mushroom cheek. Okay. Um, do but you... Like, um, like, do I like sort of, like, like some fancy bits in it. So you love a bit of cheese. Cheesy, cheesy mm. chips. What's your mm. favourite cheese? Maybe that's a good question to ask. Maybe it is. Because <laughs> um, I think we're on a winner here with the cheese, yeah. Jess. Okay, right. fine. Um, I like I like a goat. Goat, goat cheese. Yeah, I like Which goat cheese? Goat cheese. Uh, I don't I need to know the name of the goat. No, no, no. <laughs> but there's all different ones, aren't there? What's that? Oh, there's, goat. Uh, there's. I, I love it. I what love the cheese the trolley at a you know at a, at the, at a wanky restaurant where they bring that over going, and you yeah. get, they just sort of spend twenty minutes yeah. pointing at cheeses and Still and, and you, you sort of zone out halfway through and then they say and which which would you like and you just point at one. So, okay, so we've got like cheesy pasta for I'd settle for a baby bell, actually. Aww. You want, you like a baby, a baby bell? Yeah. bell. Can't go wrong with a baby bell, can you? Yes, and it's a shame, because my mum does this brilliant beef burger with a baby bell inside that you'll never oh, really? be able to try. It's yeah. really but good. Never be I wonder, amazing. you could never do that with a Beyond burger, maybe. Yeah, yeah we can do that. That could work. It's really good, because it makes it, like, oozy. Do that. Yeah. We'll do a yeah. barbecue, and we'll cook for you, and we'll do Beyond burgers. Yeah. Plant-based... Don't invite any of these idiots, just us. Well, apart from the person that the cookbook somebody went yeah they love the baby <laughs> bell yeah thank you so much um so okay that's the main so it's you know it's beige yeah that's pretty beige isn't it it is quite beige but you don't get this figure without eating beige foods <laughs> darling what, what would you have for your dessert um cheesecake on top <laughs> of the cheese i can't know i think that's that's a that's a bit much what do we think about summer pudding? Oh, I love oh summer pudding. Oh, my God. Mum used to do that in the 90s. You haven't yeah. really brought it back. I, was, I was, it. was, it, you? It was one of my mum's faves, it's too. It's gorgeous. Does everyone know summer pudding? Everyone loves yeah, okay, it. Yeah, Who has done it in this sense? Like, who's done it recently? This, this millennium. Oh, so just think about it. I've chosen a soup with bread hidden in it. <laughs> yeah. And a dessert <laughs> encased in bread. Yes. That's true. And pasta for Maine. But I still find you really interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to feel very <laughs> sleepy after this meal, which is fine because I'm about to die. So maybe <laughs> you probably want to feel sleepy after probably your last supper. We have a heart attack before that. Yeah. <laughs> All that cheese. It's an interesting one. Yeah. It's, um, but it kind of has a beginning, middle, and end. Kind it, of. Does. Yes, it does. Yes, it ends in my death. <laughs> 
Do you like that's lots a... of cream on your summer pudding? No, no, that's perverted. <gasps> Why? Why would you do that? To perfectly good summer pudding? Because to counteract the tang. Oh. Ugh. Oh. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Is that a thing? Is that what people? I mean, I guess you sort of you get your food education at home, and we do, didn't have do, cream on our we summer pudding. Kind of food podcast we know about these. <laughs> oh, things. mum, stop! Just oh, wow. Okay, so you don't cook. We haven't fed you tonight. We're 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 terrible hosts tonight. We have given you alcohol and cheesecake. And cheesecake. Do you think you have good table manners? It sort of depends who you're out with, doesn't it? Because, like, I know some of the rules. So, like, if you're eating soup, you have to, and you get into the end, you have to tip the bowl away from you and sort of... Push. Tip it? Do you have to tip oh, it? Sort of like you yeah, sort of the push the spoon way. away. So, why, though? I don't well, know. What I do as I lift it to my face. It doesn't stop you, does no, it? it Jesus. <laughs> but sort of no one ever teaches you the... Like, you go to these restaurants sometimes, there's a separate sort of fucking asparagus knife or something. Uh, so I don't know any of that. Fine. But I've never been kicked out of a restaurant because of the way I've eaten. Fine. Is that... And what that, is, yeah, that, that, yeah, I, okay, I think you have great... You, you, you approach that cheesecake with a with knife, a knife and, fork. and fork. I thought that was incredibly yeah. polite of you yeah. and unnecessary and so sweet. So, um, okay, what can't you stand about other people when, with bad table manners? What would be your pet hate? Um, I th I, it's, it's hard to get over someone who eats and talks and sort of, you can see, um, I don't want to see the digestive process. No, okay. There's, I'm, I'm, I acknowledge that it happens and I, I just don't, I, I don't want to witness it. I wonder, did you ever get any really wonderful edible food, treats, thank you presents from any patients. parents, patients? Yeah. Uh, yes, and you put them straight in the bin. <gasps> um, Why? If it's, if it's not wrapped, they might be trying to kill you. So, yes, please. But if, the to... if, the, if the birth has gone well? I don't know. <laughs> so you'd never taste it? No. <gasps> um, oh, I mean, very also, cynical. Also, it, I think it happened once. And also, if what, you're they tried to kill you once. No, no, they didn't try oh, right, to kill okay. me once. I think, I oh, know, generally, like a sort of a nice thing of roses or a sort of a sealed it's box of roses Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. That's yeah, yeah. fine. That's mm -hmm. great. Hooray, everyone's happy. But also, um, when you've given birth, very few people want to have a portable, you know, stove brought in so they can cook you something. Okay, but okay. so on the other side, what's the most interesting meal? Maybe you're like, I don't need to see you after the birth. Any meal that springs to mind that somebody's had after as a celebratory meal once they've given birth? In the did, did you really, did you really feel like, like having a slap-up dinner after I, you delivered? No, I didn't, I didn't want to slap-up dinner, but I chose... UCH, because my brother was working there, I thought I'd get preferential treatment because he was a doctor, junior doctor. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll say my brother's a doctor, and they'll be like, yeah, fuck off. Um, <laughs> anyway, I was in the broom cupboard. It was, it was brilliant anyway, it didn't matter. I'd thrown up so much um, from the gas and air and being high as a kite that I'd like burnt my esophagus with like um, acid reflux. Oh, so the honest burger that I had envisaged that I was going to have with my champagne. I couldn't have either it because the bubbles... I mean, woe is me, but, yeah, I couldn't... <laughs> Again, okay, relatable. I had to eat soggy cornflakes for about a week, but I had all the plans <laughs> of having an honest burger and champagne. 
and it went out the window. So I think mum had yeah. my one while she I, held I the didn't really work in any champagne hospitals. Yeah, but you bring your own. Can you? We did. We had it in the... In the Shush! That was, yeah. We can't do that, can you? <laughs> yeah, we did. I don't know. I know, I've not seen the rules, but I mean... Oh. Would you never have a drink with your patient? No. What? Just, 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 your, just your teacher. I'm not Boris Johnson. <laughs> you don't finish a, finish a shift to get hammered. <laughs> um, can we please give a massive thank you to Adam Kay for coming all the way here and being such an amazing guest. Thank you so much. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 